0: Welcome back to another episode of The Crime Library. I am one of your hosts, Sarah. And I'm Jessie. And this week we will be going over Last Call A True Story of Love, Lust, and Murder in Queer New York by Elon
1: Green. I still like the name Elon. (laughs) (laughs) Curse you, Elon Musk. (laughs) Curse you. So let's, I guess, just start with how we liked the book. Did you like the book? I
0: liked the story of the book. I did not like the book as a whole. I didn't, and I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Right. Um, But I did like the story that it told and learning about this because I had never heard about it before. Right. So it was definitely like interesting because it's just crazy to think about and weird to think about because it was literally happening when I was an infant a baby yeah <laughs> um but as a as a book itself it wasn't my favorite book
1: i think i let sense. my expectations for it get too high because we were born as like everything was kind of coming together for the lgbtq plus am i getting that right lgbtq plus lgbtq plus community <laughs> um we were born when it wasn't as, but as we grew up, it wasn't as big of a deal to come out. Right. Day. Uh, and I thought for when we were going into this, because it talks about like being a story about queer New York, we were going to get more of a story about, about New queer New York. And we get bits and pieces sprinkled in between it, but it was too divided and too like cut up because we started a book that was good about the last call killer and his victims and, then we also are starting a story about queer New York. And then you right. don't always, even though these are queer men who are murder victims, they don't always merge in a way that I enjoyed, like or not enjoyed. They don't I guess under I didn't understand. Right. The writing didn't come together and bring it together. For it wasn't me. as,
0: yeah, what didn't flow so cohesive. Which isn't for to say that you like
1: bad, yeah, is a bad writer. It just wasn't working for me
0: personally I 100% agree it wasn't like I didn't I wasn't like oh my god I can't believe we're reading this book it's so awful it was not like that at all but it just was it just was harder to get like into
1: it made me want want to read two separate books one about the last call killer and then one more about the history history of 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 New York York. Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> so that's
0: I'm sure it. there's books on that. I'm sure that I know. Yeah,
1: I know there's tons of books. And now I, because I guess that's a good thing to come out of it, because I know that there is books like this kind of out there. I have more interest in picking up because in my head, it's just normal to be anything right. these days it's normal to be accepted these days and you do kind of forget about the people who fought so hard for that acceptance. So, yeah, because we came in a generation after it. So, right.
0: Exactly. And, you know, people are still fighting for like equality and acceptance, but not, I feel like if this was happening right now, it wouldn't have been so like hush hush.
1: Yeah. Because they're, Um, yeah. Because our, our four victims. We eventually learn Peter Annis, Peter Anderson, Thomas Mulcahy, Anthony slash Eddie Grero, or not Marrero. Marrero. Anthony slash Eddie Marrero, and Michael Sakara. Cica- mm-hmm. Jesus, I suck at names. <laughs> and Michael Sakara. they are four men who are either by or um maybe Pan and Eddie's. Case, but either either way, they're gay in a time that they're part of the
0: queer community. and <laughs> yeah, they're part
1: of the queer com- community in a time that it wasn't as accepted. Exactly. So you get the dualism for at least two of them. You get the dualism. You do get two very different sets. You get um, Peter and Tom who have this whole separate life away from their families. They have wives and childrens, and childrens, wife and children. And when they travel or when they have time to themselves, then this is when they go to these uh, gay clubs and let them be themselves, I guess. Yeah. And then with Eddie and Michael, you have two men who are competent kind of. Eddie's kind of enough. Yeah, he's a sex worker. So mm-hmm. he know he's not shy about the fact that he is bi. He right. is, lives his life openly like that. But I don't know if that has to do with addiction or or anything yeah. we don't have a whole lot of Eddie's story right but Michael's kind of out and ex- trying to live in his acceptance so we do have two very different victim types right
0: yes because although like with Peter Anderson many people like suspected and then in Tom's case his mom his mom his excuse <laughs> me his wife his children's mother his wife like she knew he had just um, found
1: out not to yeah long. I mean, maybe she had an inkling, but she had actually caught him, like, yes. in the act. And his daughter says in his part of the story that things obviously were clues, like his love of musicals, which not, yeah. that doesn't mean you're gay. But I started cracking up <laughs> when, like, they said that he loved show tunes in old Hollywood. And I <laughs> yeah. was just like, oh,
0: yep, that means you're gay. Yeah, if you're,
1: you're going yeah, <laughs> <if laughs> to write a story about a man secretly gay, that's what you're going to write a story about, right? Every, <laughs> anyway. si- let me
0: just tell you, every single gay man loves old Hollywood and show tunes. Like, <laughs> if, if a man likes that, they're no, they're not. But I just started cracking up when I read that.
1: In um, that time, it because is. It's it so meant. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was just so like stereotypical. So ty- yes, exactly.
1: That it was. Yeah, it's it's funny, funny now that <laughs> so their families are kind of like, maybe we have an idea. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they were both described as like, maybe the shy, nerdy kind of funny kid. In right. That. Yes.
0: And but then like you said with like um Anthony Marrero and Michael Sacara they they were known to uh have like relationships of
1: mm-hmm. of
0: whatever sort with other men. Um
1: but they're all coming like coming together at these gay bars. Yes, so there's two where- like
0: major ones. It's The Townhouse and The Five Oaks and they're the two like gay bars in New York City that we kind of keep coming back to in the
1: story. Yeah. Which I think says something one not only that he's coming to these men in the place where they find comfort in being who they are, but also in the fact that everything was so hush-hush that he wasn't even remembered for being in there at the same time. It's right. like something about him as a person too, but I think there's like a there's still a mind your own business and do your own thing mentality. Yeah. So it was harder. We he was no one really knows about Peter Anderson, but it took all the way down to Michael Sakara, the last one we know was his last victim. Yeah. For someone to actually be like, yeah, I could identify this man. Mm -hmm. In Tom Mulcahy's case, another person at the bar was, like, flirting with him off and on all night. And then eventually he meets this guy who we find out is Richard Rogers eventually. But people saw him with... Tom Mulcahy, but no one could give you any details about him. Yeah. I think that says a lot about the lifestyle that there is such comfort in those places, but there's also a lot of crime happening and a lot of shady things happening. And everyone just kind of had to mind your own business because you get five minutes of being who you are in exchange for looking the other way. So it's a dangerous situation, but necessary, I guess. And that Mm -hmm. time sucks. Sucks hard. Sucks big donkey. I know it really does.
0: So these four men, as like we said, they they're uh, they are attending these gay bars in New York and each one of them, except for like we said, probably uh Anthony Marrero. We don't yeah, know for they, sure. Yeah, we don't
1: know a whole lot. Because We're gonna he, keep probably saying that, even though he ends up being the case that kind of brings it all together. Yeah, but because he not, was a
0: sex worker, it's not for sure if maybe he just picked him up while he was like right. working or if They've He's kind of the, the
1: question mark in the plan. The other three follow a very specific yes. pattern. Um, and they wind up going
0: home with, the, with a man and they are never heard from again. And uh, their bodies come to be found all in very similar ways in trash bags. Right. That are double knotted, double bagged, thrown out with the trash. Um, and in three of these four cases the bodies are taken apart. Yeah. Dismembered and disarticulated.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we talk yeah, they talk about specifically the fact that they were disarticulated their like joints were separated not just cut in half which would you would think would be like hey, a clear sign that a medical professional or maybe even I guess a butcher
0: Just somebody who has knowledge. and Yeah.
1: And comfort with doing that. With doing that. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. We talked about kind of how much strength and like knowledge and time and how much had to go into this. And then eventually he ends up dumping them in a way that would seem like it would be a perfect dump because he's dropping them in these barrels around the turnpikes and interstates between these states, spreading them out not even having all of the body parts in the same place. Exactly. So in so like it's planning. It's exactly. A, a in the
0: plan. cases with like these men, um, except for like Peter Anderson, whose body wasn't like cut up like that, but the the bodies of these victims, I should say, were, yeah, so their torso would be here, but then you go five miles down the road and there was another barrel filled with another bag and it was their feet. And right. it was just this, yeah, he... You know, it was trying to be as like sneaky
1: and as hidden, yeah. And yeah, uh, an investigator eventually says, like, every time the body was found, it was just kind of by happenstance. Like, it should have been that those barrels were picked up and emptied. It should have been that uh, the body that was found off the beaten path was just like taken away by animals. It shouldn't have been. No one was supposed to be there. It all should have been easy to dispose of. But right by some circumstances. They ended up being found pretty quickly because mm-hmm. you think about how much trash has to get changed in those places. Yeah. Like, they were found pretty quickly. So, yeah, it's a weird, it's a, a blessing, obviously, because we mm-hmm. I don't think we would have had him at all if they didn't happen to find these things and then quickly link the cases. Yeah. Because um, it does seem like they were investigated. I know that we don't know the full story, but it does seem like there was some kind of work put into it. Yes. That the cops did to actually link it. And there was a task force for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like they actually took steps when it, they could have easily blown it off like they did back then a lot. And sometimes still do today when it comes yeah. to people who live a different lifestyle or even sex workers. You know, they yeah. don't 100%. necessarily take those crimes, you know, the way they should. So yes, some things went right. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but some things went right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but something that I found like diligent. Um, again, we don't know the whole story, but from what we read in the book, was that they like focused in on these trash bags, yeah. that they found the bodies in, and they were trying to narrow it down because most of the last meetup, uh, me, the last place seen of these men, as we've already talked about, were like these nightclubs, New York City in general, yeah. was the last known place for all of these men regardless of exactly where in the city it was but their bodies were found in new jersey philadelphia pennsylvania area not philadelphia but pennsylvania just in different places right and so they were trying to narrow down because that's even though it's all it is a very right there we're
1: we're saying different states but well, having lived there, you can go from Philly, which is an hour to New Jersey, which is an hour to New York. It's right. very small. You exactly right he
0: could through. do he could do those drives yeah. in just a few hours. Which is another
1: reason it should have been
0: but it still is three states. So they were still trying to like pin this down and they had like this strong feeling based off of where the um oh yeah garbage that. bags were sold and all that with that the killer was somehow connected to Staten
1: Island. And boy, do they dump on Staten Island. And I just kept laughing. They dump like everyone in that area. Normally you'll hear like, New Jersey is like the crap place but even people from New Jersey are like man you don't want to be on Staten Island no one wants to be on Staten Island like who's out on Staten Island (laughs) like they just kept jumping on this poor place I was like chill
0: calm down (laughs) but I did think that was really cool that they Because as we find out that they're they're not very far off base there with their assumption. Um, So it's cool that they learned it from a trash bag.
1: Yeah, they get like a little bit closer. And I know that this isn't a TV show. So it's not like we've talked about before. Bang, bang, bang. But it's frustrating how they'll take a couple steps and then a year will pass and another yeah. victim will come up because these will, are all pretty. So the first victim was a night that we know of is in 1991, then 1992. And then the last two are 1993 yes. within months. Um, yeah. Each other. Yeah. And I think just stops, like two or
0: three
1: months that we know. Maybe. of. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. But um, it does. It's frustrating how it just forward and then we don't actually get information until what to- 2001 right is when yeah. they start to actually crack it open bit by bit and they have little things like in um Michael Sakara's case is the last one that we know about but it's also the only uh actual one with, like true eyewitnesses. yes because like I said there was somebody in the tom okay but he didn't really pay attention right this is michael sakara michael sakara spent a lot of time at these bars he picked the wrong guy they called yeah. him like the norm to the cheers where he just sat every night at this bar he was friends with the bartender like he would close the place down every single night so he made a very big misstep by choosing this yeah man.
0: because the bartender that was working there lisa like remembered the man she remembered that he said he was a nurse yeah. Uh, she didn't remember the exact name, but she, she got had... the
1: name in the like hospital wrong, but she got he, his profession right. Exactly. When you hear that, knowing that these bodies have been treated the way it should is a big. And
0: if you have some idea of where this person lives or works out of, which like Staten Island, New York City, they're not very big
1: places. No, yeah, there's a um, lot. They even so... eventually in their investigation <laughs> narrow it down to a nurse who does work at this hospital who does live on staten island but eventually you're able to like say it's not
0: him not him yes but it's just kind of interesting but like you said it was a bit of a mishap on the murderer's part because uh it was more like eyewitness evidence than any of the other cases that right and eventually it does end up
1: being a big part of it. it's not the whole thing but it does end up being a big part of how he gets convicted so yeah and i think he honestly learned because we don't know after that who he actually killed that's when everything stops but he's never talked about it so right. we don't know i think he learned from that to change up his patterns but i i can't know because <laughs> yeah, we'll never know exactly
0: that's all that's just speculation on our end
1: <laughs> all right so we're tra- we're saying over and over again this killer this killer but eventually after. The investigation goes cold. Uh, We have all this evidence, though. We still have the trash bags, which end up being a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. Eventually, after, and it was weird to me, because, again, we're growing up in this era. You think that, uh, like, fingerprints had been a huge thing in the 90s. And they were. They were more than they were previously, obviously. Yeah. But it's, how, it's weird how much it evolved even into the early 2000s, which when it yeah. really like came out. And that's how they were able to identify this guy because on. So eventually off of these trash bags, they're able to get fingerprints. And then they just start sending it out throughout the country, which is, again, another thing that blows my mind that there's not a computer database to right. automatically yeah. run this. Yeah. So yeah. I learned a lot about, I guess, that uh, how far our. System of dealing with things like that has come because they had to. The person in Maine, where it eventually ends up, um, had to take and compare each fingerprint by themselves as yes. the person. Yeah. Yeah. And we eventually get a hit in Maine, and we find out the killer is Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers, which is a horrible name, I think. Yeah, it's so plain and awful, and the worst. Just like him, who is plain and awful and the worst. Um so the reason we'll find out that Maine has his <gasps> this is a he's not show. yeah he's not actually um innocent and till proven guilty he's actually already guilty of a murder. Well, well, we'll it's been we'll go all was, the way back. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll start from the beginning because this guy is a is a he's show. a piece of work, yeah. So he's born he's born somewhere. He's born
0: somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> he was born in the America, more than likely.
1: He, he grew up in a pretty, like, normal, quote-unquote, household, I guess, other than being gay, which is a huge thing to struggle with. But there was signs from the jump that this yeah. dude was not right. There's, yeah. There was a rumor in Hess High School. And this is rumor. And in the book, it's kind of talked about as, like, their opinion rather than it doesn't seem like they could find something to actually back it up. Right. But there was a rumor that... His earliest crime, so to speak, was of him stabbing an elderly neighbor. And then he was sent to like a mental hospital to deal Mm -hmm. with that, which starts a thing, if that's true, a continued pattern for this guy of committing crimes and then being let go. And that's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. So he just moves through his life, even though he might have done this, stabbed this woman and then did the. He does eventually graduate high school and goes to college. Yes. In college, eventually he murders his roommate. And this is not a, like, question. This is not a trial where he's saying he's not guilty. He straight up yeah. admits to it. But he says he uses the gay panic defense, yes. which is yes. horribly ironic. Like using that when you are a gay man, then the gay panic defense back then was basically justifying a crime based on the fact that someone's sexuality was different than yours.
0: Yeah, he was scared, and the roommate came at him with the hammer. So, which we don't even know
1: if his roommate was gay. No, we don't. We're just saying this from his trial. This is exactly what the the court system remains more likely to me. Based on everything we know going forward that he tried to violate his roommate and then something happened and they fought. That seems like it –
0: reasonably, that seems like it could happen.
1: But again. Eventually, he is tried and then acquitted of this murder based on the gay panic defense. So then he's – which – I don't know. It seems to me, I don't know if there is today, but like there should be criminal records if you're going to be a nurse, a criminal record check of having like been acu- even accused, even if you're acquitted. You would,
0: yeah, you would think like especially hey. something like murder or mm-hmm. like manslaughter, like anything to do with killing or hurting somebody else.
1: There should be just a little bit of a record there because they're supposed to be like. taking I don't want him though. to then be have access to drugs that could you know, someone. make it easier for him to then kill somebody. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> we know what happens when he gets around those drugs. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he eventually does graduate from college with a French degree, right? Am yeah. I being mm-hmm. ridiculous? And then somewhere, we don't know, somewhere he went to nursing school, I guess, because yeah. it's not really mentioned and ends up being a nurse in Mount Sinai, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not St. Vincent's, with. They Not St. Vincent's, yes. Which I thought might have been where he was. He's actually, they got their hospital wrong, which honestly I can see those are two huge hospitals. Where do you start to look through? And they're focusing yes. on St. Vincent's because of Lisa Hall, uh, Micah S- Sakara's friends, the bartender's yeah. uh, testimony, but it's literally a needle in a hat- haystack. Like there's no way to actually ship through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he is a nurse at my. Mount Sinai, while he's a nurse in 1986. So this is years before the murder start. He drugs a man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The man and then eventually so mm-hmm. it's not very clear if he assaults him because there's no semen found but that doesn't mean right. that he was Ex- not assaulted. Exactly. Um and then he's for some reason lets him go because Yeah. We know that 2 years prior to that there was a man in Florida where mm-hmm. Richard was attending a reunion who was killed in a very gruesome way. And it's thought to be that he could be one of his first victims, but we yeah. have no actual timeline of any of this. Right. We're literally just pulling all of the shit out of thin air. Right. We're it like just
0: connecting works. little pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in that area and it could have been him. Do we know that it was? No,
1: but it could have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from the drugging where he is put on trial. Yes, he goes to trial
0: for this. The victim
1: is bashed on stand. Yeah. Talked about how he's psychotic because he has PTSD. Yeah, yep. A question about his timeline 600 times. So like, we know they like to do, which is even more awful. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm sorry. I'm mad.
0: Yeah, no. And they totally just disregard, like everything this man's saying because then they're going and like questioning him because um like when he woke up the next day and was unsure of what happened he got tested for aids and yeah. they were like throwing that in his face meanwhile unfortunately that was a very scary time that for him yeah. and um, he's
1: talking about how he was very careful and it was a real fear of his that's why he wanted to be tested exactly and like you said
0: whether there was like physical signs doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen, right? Just because there was no semen found on him, or maybe it didn't look like he had been penetrated doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't. Okay. And if I woke up in a situation like that, um, cause test. he woke up and he was tied. Um, he remembers Richard Rogers, putting something inside it, like injecting him with the needle. I would even just a needle could give you HIV. It doesn't necessarily have to a be homosexual of, like, sex.
1: Users get HIV so, just maybe needles.
0: he didn't put his unprotected penis inside of him. But if that needle had something on it, right? I, if I was in a situation and I woke up like that, I would do the same exact thing. I would want to know.
1: Yeah. It's just because you don't ever know in this it's day and age how you they, still they don't treat know. victims in general, even still now. But yeah, it's really disgusting and, and then you know.
0: what annoyed me too was Richard Rogers gets on the stand and says that
1: like Sandy Harrow was the one who oh, wanted to he wanted to be tied up and the scorned like lover and yeah Richard didn't want to have sex with him which is always a fucking man's like oh I didn't want to have sex they wanted to have sex yeah I he wanted I me it. to tie him up and <sighs> Then, yeah, and they just kept asking, oh, if you don't
0: remember, then how do you know you just didn't dream all of it? And just all this. Dick bags. Victim
1: blaming that. <laughs> dick bags, dick bags, dick bags. And Which hasn't changed. <laughs> he escalates to murder, obviously, because where else yeah. are you going to fucking go if you know you can get away? He's acquitted of this rape. If you know he's still kept his job this entire time. Yep. If you know you can do all this, where else are you going to go? You're going to murder people. It's just. The next step, and I blame fucking everyone in the justice system who let him go time after time after time time. after time after
0: that's the craziest thing, and I think it's just because of the society not that that was the only case, but just because how negatively gay men, especially, were looked at.
1: Yeah,
0: um, they just like nobody, like, nobody cared that this gay man was potentially assaulted by another man, nobody cared that he killed a man. Oh, because he might've came on to him. Like, you know, whether the roommate that he killed was gay or was not gay, like they pretty much just fucked it under the rug. Cause they were like, well, you know what? He a gay man. We don't really care. Oh, you're right. a gay man. So, you probably got raped, but who cares? You definitely side, got yeah. like. Yeah.
1: On the, the up. side of it is exactly what you're talking about. That's the, the second part of this book is how these men actually being gay worked into how they were handled and treated, which I think this is not the best one. I, like I said, to put that on because there was signs that there was something happening, but we do get like little sprinkles of shit, right? We get the piano player talking about uh, the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. they were literally testing people before they could insure them and not insuring them if they had AIDS. Exactly. So just all this fucked up shit and then we get the um anti-violence project which is a huge like part of the uh movement for like i guess queer acceptance but basically they were trying to teach the cops how to be humans to humans like they were trying to <laughs> relate to queer that sounds so familiar <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah there's a, of, <laughs> there's a lot of interlinks between you know uh, women queer people with different skin tones there's a lot of interlude yeah exactly but there's literally a chapter in the book called no one has the right to beat the crap out of you you. which is about how it doesn't matter who you like or love how you live your life as long as you're not harming anyone no one has the right to beat the crap out of you and we get multiple stories of uh how hard they fought for crimes against queer people to be charged as crimes right as crimes exactly. And it wasn't until the quote-unquote murder of a good gay guy that there was actually crime charged as a hate crime as a biased crime so even after all of these people are dying because they didn't fit some kind of standard or quota they didn't matter right and there's literally a part in the book that's like between around the 80s especially there's no actual number we can tell you because it went so unreported and ignored. There's no actual number we can give you for how many gay people were attacked, killed, just crime after crime on them, and that's heartbreaking. And that I did not enjoy, but I liked knowing that because I want to know this history.
0: Yes, exactly. It is important as sickening and hard to take as it is pretty much with so many things in our history um, because, you know, we live in America, but it's important, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's important.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I it is agree. like a story that now we do kind of forget because it isn't as taboo to us. So right. we don't, take value in that history as much I guess because we are like well it's different now so what does it matter it still matters these people's fights still matter so exactly. we still need to recognize it and it definitely this book didn't live up to my expectations in that like I said before but it doesn't make me want to go out and find a book about exactly history. it
0: opens like yeah, the
1: door a little bit it exactly it and you want to,
0: exactly like,
1: yeah it gave you like a
0: little like it like dipped your toe into it and now you want to take the full dive right I mean that's
1: That's basically it. That's basically it. It was kind of a short one, but there wasn't again because maybe because they were gay men, there wasn't a lot of fanfare around it, and it was easily forgotten. That's why the author wrote this book, which I think is an amazing thing. And listen, he wrote a fucking book, so good on him, and I'm proud of him in a weird
0: way because I don't know. Yeah, and I think he, (laughs) I think that's exactly why he wrote it because we know a lot about like different serial killers, and we've you know.
1: We don't we know. Listen about, yeah, podcasts, we listen to podcasts, we watch
0: this. shows, and we've never, yeah. like, neither one of us have heard of this killer. So I think that just goes to show um like that it was forgotten and it shouldn't be like those those men that were murdered by him.
1: And there's also survivors in the story. The well kind of the sad thing is that the piano player who plays a part in a lot yeah. of this ended up dying of COVID. So he made yeah. it with AIDS. For years, years. it's manageable and it is. There is a way around it, but for a little while, there wasn't.
0: Yeah, and there while, were people in this community who, even then, were allies, and I think that's beautiful too, you know. Yeah,
1: um, there is a lot of beauty like, in that side of it, there's no exactly. beauty in the Richard Rogers it's, side of it, exactly. Um, I mean, there's beauty in Michael Sakara and his. You know, gentle quietness, acceptance of himself. There's beauty yeah. in Anthony Morero and, you know, surviving in those situations that he yeah. did. And there's even, I don't love the fact that Tom O'Keefe and Peter Anson cheated on their wives, but there's beauty in them finding some space to be themselves. So, yes. There's yes. beauty in some parts. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: who life. can, you can't. We can't judge them for that. It was a different time. I know. I
1: really start like, I hate that. I don't love that. But it is, it was such a, some people were literally afraid for their lives. Exactly. Of, like, a violent time. Exactly.
0: We can't, we can't judge them just off of that one. Well,
1: exactly. Not like you right. said,
0: it's a bad thing, but it's, yeah. it's the age that they lived in, unfortunately. And it, they probably felt like it was their only option.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I
0: feel But like one thing that I thought was kind of haha <laughs> in your face about Richard Rogers was he was offered that the plea deal and he denied it
1: he turned oh, yeah. it down and now he he's
0: so convinced that he and convinced. now he got, he got charged for both um
1: Tom Mulcahy and Anthony
0: Marrero's murder
1: yeah so fuck you P- uh, and he a-
0: will not be getting out of jail so
1: oh yeah he has to serve them consecutively which means yep. one after the other and yep. he will never he'll be over 100 by the time he's eligible for parole so there yeah. is some beauty in that because finally- if he took
0: the plea deal he would have gotten out when he was like 80 something but he Good. you know Good he was he like didn't. nope that's gonna be a life sentence for me it's like well this is really gonna be a life sentence for you so yeah. ha-ha,
1: in your face you got what well, this is one of the very few times that the justice system worked in the correct way, and yeah, we actually have him in prison for the rest of his life. The, exactly, the rest of his life. So good. Those Lucky other, you know, those other people who acquitted
0: him, like, oof. I hope you yeah. guys can sleep at night. I hope, yeah, <laughs> I hope
1: you walk away from it knowing that you fucked up. But at least he's,
0: but at least he's found.
1: Yeah, I know there are so many people that aren't. So exactly somehow we ended up here somehow we ended up feeling sad again at the end of an episode i because, think it usually happens yeah it, it these stories are not great but they're not they never be told and i feel like we have a responsibility to read them and know them and know that their lives mattered
0: exactly i agree with that
1: all right let's move on before i cry all right um <laughs> tell me something happy
0: tell you something happy I don't have much happiness right now <laughs> I broke my toe I'm off work for a few weeks I get to chill out with my husband that's pretty cool so that's happy that is happy and we've been binging 90 day fiance so that's pretty cool
1: that too. is happy <laughs> Itch, I told you about it forever ago and you judged me I'm not happy with you I didn't judge you. I just
0: made fun of you because it's all you watch is crappy reality.
1: Take it back then. I'm I'm not saying it's still crappy reality. Yeah. And I never said it was good TV ever. (laughs) I have been very upfront about the fact that it is bad TV. Uh, But it sure is addicting. It is 100% addictive. All right. So. So, The next book that we're going to do is Another Kind of Madness, A Journey Through the Stigma and Hope of Mental Illness. We kind of wanted to get a little bit away from murder and rape for a change. and yeah. Dive um, into our comfort
0: zone.
1: Which is mental illness. Mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> that we know something about. <laughs> so good luck when, we, when you listen to They're us. We're just putting our shit out there for everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay uh, so so yes, join so yes join yeah. us for that yes join us for that and we will see you next time bye guys bye